Hey, welcome to Long Distance Sisters. I'm Tori. I'm McKenna. And I'm Serena. Come chat with us while we're far apart. Okay, let's get started. All right, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Long Distance Sisters. This is our third end of year recap on our favorite things from 2023. Well, that didn't come out right, but you get the idea. But we have a list of some topics and we each have some favorite things from this year pulled into them. They may have come out this year or they may be old and we're just now discovering them. Yeah. In years past, I did, I had a lot of old stuff that I would mention, but this year I have a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. that's like new to 2023 or like if it's a TV show, it might've had a new Mm -hmm. season come out this year. So it's still like relevant. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know, this was a weird year. I feel like, I mean, I had major life milestones, but I feel like in terms of, like, pop culture moments, this year was kind of lacking. And, I mean, part of that was, like, the writer's strike and SAG after strike. Mm -hmm. Like, there was less media coming out and being produced. Mm -hmm. But just in general, I don't know. It feels like Mm -hmm. didn't get any major, like, progress on many of my shows or movies yeah it was the year of taylor swift and that's it which was great but that's yeah like the only thing that comes to mind this year is taylor swift all right tv victoria i don't really like watch tv anymore that much <laughs> like i used to watch a lot of tv but this year one of my big goals was to read more mm-hmm. and i did that and to the point where I really wasn't watching TV after work or anything at night. I was just going to read in my room, which I loved, which was great. But because of that, I didn't really watch that much. I definitely watched both seasons that we got of Selling Sunset. <gasps> that's yeah! my favorite, like, you know, background, lawn folding laundry and stuff. And I watched uh, the second season of Summer I Turned Pretty. But really, I don't think I really watched anything else like for the first time mm-hmm. that yeah. at least not that was like really uh impactful yeah this was the year I discovered selling sunset selling the OC selling yes. Tampa <laughs> all of them <laughs> well what were what were your favorites Serena I know we usually go oldest youngest I also had the summer I turned pretty season two even though like it's very cheesy I just think it's cute. And this year, I also read the books. So it was nice to, like, be like, oh my gosh, they're doing the thing that was in the book. Ah! That was fun. And I read the books. There's three of them. And I read them each three times. So. (laughs) No. I got them on thriftbooks.com. I think you mentioned last Christmas that you almost bought them for her. And then, oh, I watched the show called Outer Range on Amazon Prime. I don't know if I can recommend it, though, because I don't know if they're going to make another season. But I guess it depends on, like, the strike and stuff. But it's very good. But it's another thing where it's, like, another show where people accidentally kill someone and then they don't go to the police. (laughs) I'm tired of it. It's all of this could have been avoided. Like, all of it could have been avoided if you just went to the police right away. 
Like, sure, you would have gotten a little jail time, but you think you can get away with it? You can't. Anyway, what from what I watched of the first season, it's very good. And then I started watching Drag Race this year because one of my favorite YouTubers, who I'll talk about later, um, I specifically went and watched her seasons. And then she also had her own show on Discovery, which was the Trixie Motel, which is Trixie Motel, famous drag queen. She bought a an old motel in Palm Springs and then renovated it. And each room is so cute and so eclectic and like, it's adorable. It's so cute. It's so cute. So I watched that. It was a very cute renovation show. Wow, Serena, <laughs> when we came on, you were like, I didn't really watch anything. <laughs> well, I didn't like even like think. Yeah. Okay. My first one goes back to, I'm pretty sure January came out. But it was that 90s show. Um, um, I thought it was cute. Like, obviously, for a spinoff, I wasn't expecting that much. And I feel like I got a little more than I expected then. And so it's just, like, really cute, really fun, and really good throwback. Because my boyfriend and I are both big, like, that 70s show fans. And we both really enjoyed it. We totally, we finished it in, like, three nights, I think. I'm just sitting oh down gosh. watching it all. Mm-hmm. Um, So that was really good. And then I also got into Only Murders in the Building this year. Mm. So I'm only partway through season three because I got cut off by Christmas season. I tried that show and I just, I couldn't get into it. I want to give it another shot, but. You love true crime too. I know. Were there any shows that came out this year that you guys haven't gotten around to watching it, but you want to? Oh, hundreds. (laughs) Everything I want to watch, I just, when it comes time to watch, I'm like, Meh. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not in the mood. I'm not Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah. I really want to watch Made, but that seems so oh, sad. And you have to be, like, in the mood. And I just recently watched the show Normal People because, like, it kept appearing on my Pinterest. Like, <laughs> like the couple and everything. And it just, it wasn't bad. But I didn't fully get it. It wasn't like, I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it. I'd kind of be like, eh, you could skip it. Maybe the book is more, like, understandable. Because they have a lot of, like, emotional issues. And so, like, you can't, like, explain what they're going through unless they talk it out. And they don't really talk it out. Mm. You know, they kind of just, like, learn. Mm. So. Even though I only watched, like, all the Bachelor stuff for, like, a year. Like, I watched Colton through Peter, basically, and I gave up during Bachelorette 2020 when they, like, switched Bachelorettes. But I do want to watch The Golden Bachelor. Mm. Here, it's funny. <laughs> it seems so cute. Like, oh, I slept through the rose ceremony. Did I get one? <laughs> <laughs> no. People are, like, loving it. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so Nana. Nana would be like, I couldn't come to the date because I had to take my nap. <laughs> yeah. And then I know Serena and I have started watching Percy Jackson. But oh, yeah. So far, so good. But we'll hold true comments until the whole first season's out, I'm sure. I mean, it's definitely for a younger audience. But that's okay because the main characters are a younger audience. And the book had that, like humor in it 
Like, I just remember in the books when they went to the Hoover Dam, and then the kids were, like, laughing, because they were like, oh, let's go on the damn tour. <laughs> like, we said damn. <laughs> and I like how, like, the episode titles are some of the chapter titles, like, I become Supreme Lord of the Bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Movies. Hawaii. I think the only movies I watched this year were the Air Store concert and Barbie. Uh, yeah. That's basically the same movie. I think I watched some of the Spider-Man. For the first time? The Tom Holland ones for the first time. Wow. Wait, wow. Kevin, did I watch anything else? Yeah, I don't think so. No. I don't watch movies. Too much time <laughs> commitment. Even though a show is so much more commitment. But like, <laughs> it's more digestible. But the Air Store movie was amazing. I could watch it every day uh, mm-hmm. if it didn't take up three hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> watch it on double speed. Yeah. <laughs> have to sing along real fast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Um, my first one is Haunted Mansion. I enjoyed <laughs> this version of it a lot better than the Eddie Murphy version. Mainly because the Eddie Murphy version, I feel like I watched too much as a kid. And the, like, skeleton scene, like, just really creeped me out too much when I was little. Mm-hmm. So it just left, like, I just don't have the best memories of it. But I thought this was, like, a fun adaptation. I liked the little Easter eggs and everything. I like how I felt like more of the ride's characters were included. So, like, it felt more nostalgic to me, even though it's brand new. And Owen Wilson always does a fantastic job <laughs> um, and this one's like it was set in new orleans so that's more like the setting because i'm not sure where the eddie murphy one was set but new orleans is where it is in disneyland so mm. i thought that was nice but my favorite 2023 movie is the ballad of songbirds and snakes Considering it's the longest Hunger Games book, and they had two and a half hours to put it into, since you're not going to make a prequel into two parts, that just that would just make it seem like a money grab, kind of. And also, the middle third of the book is all the games, and I think it would be lame to cut it off in the middle of the games. So mm-hmm. I thought where they like cut and condensed was like it made sense to me. There were some parts of it that I didn't enjoy, like. How the Academy students were, like, snootier in the movie than they are in the book. But in the movie, it made sense. Okay. I have no idea if I watched movies this year besides, like, Eris Tour and Barbie and, like, maybe a movie I'd already seen. But one thing I know I watched (laughs) is a lot older. And it's What We Do in the Shadows. (laughs) It's like a comedy vampire movie that's now a TV show. And so I would like to watch the TV show because the movie was very, very funny. Would recommend. It's like that, like, goofy vampire thing. I don't know. It's very funny. Next. Books. Um, Wait, no. Music. Music. Yeah. Well, so as far as music, we already know it was the summer of Taylor Swift. Not that it was new music, but just, like, being surrounded by her music and... See all these like TikTok videos 
of her music, her edits of her music, and like her surprise performances throughout the Eras tour. Like we got a lot of cool um, content and performances. Um, and then 1989 Taylor's version came out, which definitely listened to a lot. 1989 is not my favorite of her albums, but I still enjoyed it, and I liked the vault tracks a lot. Didn't Speak Now Taylor's version also come out? Oh, yeah. One of my, like, OG faves. So I enjoyed that one. Oh, and then Beyond Taylor Swift, my other most listened to album was definitely Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. The album really has, like, no skips for me. Maybe one skip. Yeah. Nice. Okay. My first favorite music thing is now Horan's album, The Show. It's hard to choose a favorite. It might be Save My Life. I also really like Science, but I'm kind of biased toward the name. (laughs) And if you're looking for a first dance song, check out Never Grow Up. And then my second music thing was a concert that I went to, not like a specific song or album. I went to the Five Seconds of Summer show. I really enjoyed it. And, like, I haven't kept up with them too much in the past few years. Like, I keep re-listening to, like, the older stuff. But one song I heard there that I don't think I heard before was Wrapped Around Your Finger. And I really enjoyed that one. I feel like, you know, you listen to a bunch of random songs and everything throughout the year that you'll really like. But I think albums specifically, besides Taylor Swift, because, like, duh. I really liked Sabrina Carpenter's album, Emails I Can't Send. I thought it was really good. I listen, I remember listening to it a lot, like, at the beginning of summer and everything, and going through it because I kept seeing, like, videos of her. And her, like, little Christmas EP was very cute as well. Fruitcake is very, very cute. So all that combined, I think, was good. All right. On to YouTube. I don't think I had any new people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We had some scandal, but other than that. That's right, because you were a big, uh, Ballinger stand. Yeah, Colleen Ballinger stand. She crashed and burned. What's happening with that? Nothing. Nothing? She's just not making videos anymore? Or? She started making videos, like, around Thanksgiving again. She started vlogging. Mm. And, like, it seems like her viewer count is, I mean, it's not what it used to be, but it's still, like, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, So people are returning to her. And, I mean, I I don't know how to feel about the situation because, like, I don't know. Obviously, people show you what they want to show you. Never going to say, like, I know a lot because even though we're watching her daily vlog, we're seeing 10 minutes of her day, really. Mm-hmm. But... She doesn't strike me as a person that would have done those things intentionally by any means. I think I think she just didn't realize what she was doing and how it was coming across. And should she have stopped or asked opinions? Yes. And how it affected this kid now. Exactly. She didn't like she didn't think about people. that. Yeah. And other people too. And like people are getting bent out of shape over like Miranda's humor. It's like, well, like then don't watch her. Like, then don't watch her. Hum- <laughs> like, if it's not your humor, then don't partake. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she was saying these jokes because people liked them and people were paying mm-hmm. her to see them. So, yeah. like, 
if you let your kid go to that show and it wasn't kid appropriate, that's your problem. Yeah, so that is your, not your hers. problem. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, but she's catering to that demographic or whatever. But there were other things. And again, I just, I don't really feel like she was like intentionally doing these things. I think she's just the weird sheltered kid that grew up and like didn't get the joke. But just yeah, like, or was you know, like was finally cool. Something that was off kilter, you know, like yeah, yeah, or was finally cool and like just wanted to like be like everyone else who was making the exact same joke. And I don't think not that it was cool. Like it's not cool for it's not cool to do it just because everyone's doing it. But but she's making videos. I highly doubt she will ever be Miranda again. Mm. But. She's vlogging. I don't know where the kid went. I haven't seen anything about him reacting to the fact that she's vlogging again. So I wonder if there's been some sort of like cease and desist or like defamation sort of lawsuit. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. keeping him quiet. Moving on. You guys go. Okay. My first one is Brad and Haley Devine. Um, They popped up for me toward the beginning of the year. Because they went to, I think they lived in Australia for like three, four months at the beginning of the year. They spent most of their time in Byron Bay, but like they sold their house toward the end of last year and they kicked off their trip. They like flew to Sydney, I think on like December 30th, spent New Year's Eve, like watching the Harbor Bridge, fireworks and everything. But yeah, and then just went around Australia. So it was like, Kind of a big nostalgia trip. Well, not around Australia. They kind of stuck to the East Coast. But it was cool seeing them go to, like, the Australia Zoo and everything. But, yeah. So, I really enjoyed their videos. Their, their, like, filming style is really cool because it is more, like, it's very much more, like, a film rather than, like, a YouTube video, even though they still are, like, 30 minutes. They're just, like, what I'm sure plenty of people dream their like home video aesthetic would be because like their other business is a camera company so they also have access to all these really cool tools and they can design their own tools to best suit them and then the other one I got into Kelty O'Connor this year she's still not one of my like absolute favorites but I don't know I really enjoy her style although now that I'm mentioning that I think I forgot about Jamie Foxx who kind of does like little workout what and eat in the day but not really showing like she doesn't call them what I eat in days anymore because she like forgets to film stuff she's like I don't want you to think that this is all that I eat like it's not but she's recently turned to book two so I haven't been watching her as much and I've been watching Kelty O'Connor more recently and like Kelty does like she'll try out wellness trends and stuff like that but I definitely recommend Brad and Haley Divine if you're into travel videos. Serena. For me, one I had kind of already mentioned was Trixie Mattel. I found her through Brittany Broski. And she's a famous drag queen. And her YouTube channel is very funny. And she has like a bunch of, she has her own channel. But then she also does a lot of work with, I forget the name of the channel. But it's like a channel that has a lot of different drag queen shows and she has a youtube video or youtube platform with netflix 
and it's like drag queens watch you know this show or whatever it's very funny oh that reminded me of another show i just watched or not just but watched this year anyway it's like two little once gay and once bisexual boys in london or not london england what is it called anyway it's very cute it's on netflix but so it's very funny trixie mattel is very funny um and then the other person who i've now watched all of her videos and i can't believe that i wasn't watching her before this year like it it blows my mind that i've only like had her in my life for a year when i've now watched everything that she does but her name's samantha joe i first found her like in january she was doing a no fast food for 30 days no fast food or like DoorDash or anything for 30 days. And so she was posting a lot of shorts of her days. Um, and so that's how I found her. And then I started watching her videos and she's just such a lovely, lovely person. She's so funny. Her videos are edited so well. Like she, like just in one of her videos I was watching the other day, it was an older video from like a past vlogmas. And, like, in the corner of the video, an air freshener went off. And she, like, for, like, a split second, zooms into the air freshener and, like, puts a funny caption on it or whatever. And it's, like, just for literally one second. But, like, the amount of editing that probably took to, like, do that, just for that, like, possibility that people are paying attention and would find that funny is good. And her relationship with her mom is great. And they're both so funny together. And her mom has a youtube channel now and it's mama kelly unedited and so she's like i don't edit my videos so this is just what you get <laughs> um but she's very funny very sweet person and she has a lot of autoimmune diseases so like she just lives every day in pain but she's still such a happy and positive person and her best friend who's also hilarious has a youtube channel he's had it for way longer andrew tmi he is very funny too but yeah samantha joe love her Next is books. I think Tori and I might share one. <laughs> well, buckle up. We limited you to two. I'm not so you today. I can't possibly. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, one of my big like goals and things this year was to read more. I accomplished that. I'm not some crazy book shop reader who's like, I read 150 books this year because, like, how? Like, literally <laughs> how? Oh, my gosh. Can I just say something real quick? Like, the Jamie Falk person I mentioned, I think she read, I want to say, like, 81 books this year. And, like, her Goodreads thing was like, congrats, you're in the top 25%. And I'm like, if she had read, so, like, people who are reading, like, hundreds or maybe in the top five percent we like, I I was like so many books this year i'm like what? <laughs> are they all like 50 pages right but they're not i think i mean a lot of it is like people listening to books which i get like mm -hmm. that still counts but like mm -hmm. you can definitely get through it faster but like i'm like there's no way people remember as much of the book as i do yeah, or like, are like visualizing it and everything. My goal was 20 books, and I am on my 22nd book currently. So, 
And a lot of the books I read were thick. That being said, I started off the year very strong, finishing the Avatar series, A Court of Thorns and Roses. I did the first half last year and then rounded it out this year. And I was like, oh my God, no book series is ever going to top this series. And I still have not found one that has officially topped it. Just because the characters are just so good. Like, you just want them to be your family. So, buckle up, Serena. I just bought her the first book for Christmas. The first book, though, like, the first book could be a standalone. And I kind of feel like it was written Mm. just in case it ended up being a standalone. Mm -hmm. So, the first book is really different from the rest of the series. It's very good. A lot of people, though, give it crap um, because the beginning is kind of slow. Uh, mm-hmm. like the first half of the book but it's because it's all like world building you know mm-hmm. um so you have to get through that and just know that like the second half of the book is like a completely different book from the first half like it's like a total 180 like that's not the turn you expect it to go and you're like wait what am i reading <laughs> like what? yeah i didn't know <laughs> this was gonna be the rest of this book um <laughs> And then from there, it's just a wild ride. So, started off strong there. No book series has topped it. But I've heard the other series is series in the Sarah J. Mass universe. Because all three of her series are connected. They happen in the same world. I'm currently on Throne of Glass. So a lot of people say Throne of Glass is actually their favorite. Like, Avatar is more fun, maybe. But Throne of Glass is more, like, epic. And then Crescent City is the last one. I have not started. And then I also read Fourth Wing this year and Iron Flame. And people are giving these books so much freaking crap. And I'm just here to say, let people read what they want to read. Whether or not it's a well-written book. Look, we all freaking went crazy over Twilight. It's so poorly written. And... We were still enjoyed it. It was still a captivating story, okay? Fourth Wing is the same. It's poorly written. It is, okay? It's not great. Yes, it's full of tropes and stereotypes and... And lots of jaw ticking. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's formulaic as fuck. And because that is what sells. It is fast fashion, but for books. Like, I understand this, you know? However, I have read very few books, not very few, I would say. It definitely falls in the category of books that made me, like, want to keep reading it. It was page-turning. It was enjoyable. I fell in love with the characters. And I finished the book with a book hangover, you know? Like, so to me, I'm like, even if it's poorly written, clearly it's still, like, really good. Like, I really enjoyed it, you know? I was very entertained. And I want to learn, want to keep reading. So people just need to stop giving crap to these books and let people read what they want to read. If they want to read formulaic, trashy books, just let them. Okay? You don't have to be all hoity-toity over there with your literature. Guess what? I read that too. Okay? You can read it all. and love it all. So yeah. Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. Very much enjoyed. I have a question. So, can you quickly compare, like, the fantasy elements in the Sarah J. Mass universe versus those in Fourth Wing? 
plus the degree of smuttiness between the two. In case someone like me who has read one wants to see if I would be interested in reading another. Okay. So compare the fantasy element, like specifically. Like yeah. Fourth Wing is a world that magic exists and can be used by specific people, aka the Dragon Riders. But outside of that, as far as we know in the world, that's all that exists. Dragons and humans that can, some humans that can wield magic. In A Court of Thorns and Roses and Sarah J. Mass universe in general, it is a world with magic, but the magic is in people who are fae, like fairies, and so it's their magic like they can use, right? Um, so humans exist in the world, but they don't have magic. And there's other creatures, other like magical sort of creatures in the Sarah J. Mass world, like like monsters. Kind of. And it's more like ominous. Like it's not like, oh, pretty fairy tale kingdom. It's like face kill humans, you know, they're scary, like never trust a word they say. There's a lot more like magic in the Sarah J. Mass books. So it's very different. And like Fourth Wing has a more, I would say, kind of like dystopian, like darker vibe. And as far as smuttiness, Fourth Wing has, I think, a sm- smuttier. A Court of Thorns and Roses gets a big rap for smut. But, like, in the first book, there's, like, hardly anything. Like, there's, like, maybe one scene. And I don't even think it was that detailed, you know, from what I remember. Definitely, as you go on... In the series, people say it gets smuttier. I don't really think so. I mean, I think the (laughs) second and third books have a little bit more than the first, but still, like, it's a handful of scenes. And of that handful, maybe one gets really, like, explicit. Fourth Wings are very detailed and very long. Okay. (laughs) You could take those two chapters out and I'd be fine. Just say they kiss and I'd be fine. You... Are going to start an uproar in the comments. I know. However, the final book of A Court of Thorns and Roses is by far the spiciest. And I would say those are worse. Not worse in a bad way. Just like smuttier than any of the fourth wing scenes I read. But I was going to say my, my honorable mention for books this year. Outside of the fantasy epic genre. Was... Not a book that came out this year, but Crawdads, or, or Where the Crawdads Sing. Beautifully written book. Beautifully, beautifully written. And if you like to romanticize the marshes of the Carolinas, read that book. Very specific. <laughs> so for me, I was on the fourth wing train too. It's definitely smuttier than I would like it to be. Um, that way more than anything I've ever read combined. (laughs) And also a lot more cursing than I care for. But like Tori, I had a book hangover when I finished it. So that kind of speaks for how much I enjoyed it. Um, And I love dragons. I've always loved things with dragons like my dad. Dragons are cool. And then... Why didn't you watch Game of Thrones then? Because I tried watching it twice, 
and I just could not get past the first episode. Because the the dragons aren't even they were alive naked. yet. Okay, they were naked. I couldn't do that. If you, you ask you're... any any fourth wing fan, the ones in Game of Thrones are not dragons. Whatever. 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 In their <laughs> world, legs. Dragons have four. In their world, they are dragons. Well, Period. they didn't make up dragons. They made up those dragons. Yeah, but they didn't make up the concept. No, but in their world, they're dragons. I know. Step just... off <laughs> the best show of all time. <laughs> okay, anyway, my second book is the new, from the New Kingdom Keeper spinoff series, Inheritance. It's The Shimmer. Woo-woo! Ridley Pearson's done it again. He's brought the fin. I guess this is also fantasy. <laughs> but yeah, fantasy elements to the next generation of keepers. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed There were some like Disney fan Easter eggs. Like there were some things that people talked about during the pandemic. Like, what if this happened? He's like, here you go, little. He like a one offline. And it's like, oh, like. Coco's Crossing is a ride in the Mexico Pavilion. Like, instead of Three Caballeros. And yeah, and they're like, they like live I think it's like supposed to be right outside of Epcot. Like, where is that Crescent Lake back there? Like, between Boardwalk and Yacht and Beach Club and stuff. I think that's where they're supposed to be living. So, like, they still kind of live in Epcot, which was the whole Walt Disney's whole original concept for Epcot. So, I really, I really like that kind of like bringing Walt's dream to fruition and like it takes place a little ways in the future but I was just like it's cool it's cool like speculation about that kind of stuff that some of which isn't really relative to the plot some of which is I just think it's fun but yeah love the Kingdom Keeper series for Disney fantasy fans Serena I also had a goal to read more this year because I did not read a lot last year one book per month and I am finishing up my 15th book yay and that's not including reading the summer I turned pretty books nine times <laughs> it's not including that oh wow 15 different books uh they really helped me breeze through it though because I read those in a week <laughs> so that was very helpful but what do I have oh I wanted a page turner fun book to read like the summer turned pretty books so i you know went on book talk and that's you know everyone was recommending over and over it ends with us so i read it ends with us and i just thought it was like a romance book whatever it's so much more than that it's like tori was talking about it took it takes a huge turn like halfway through the book and you're like what what just happened? No, 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 no. But it's it's very good. It's very sad. It's very eye-opening for someone who's not familiar with like situations talked about in the book. But it was great. It made me cry, definitely. But it was good. It's a great book. And then I also read the sequel. It starts with us, which the author wrote because you know everyone was messaging her on tiktok and whatever and saying how much they loved the book and you know they wanted people wanted to know what happened after 
it ends with us. And so then she wrote, it starts with us, which is a little bit of a, a happier version. Or it's, yeah, it's not as dark as the first book, um, which is good. And I think it wraps up that, like, series nicely. And then, oh, Tori already mentioned the series. But I only just started reading it this year. And that's the Twilight books. Uh. <laughs> very, very good. I, like, <laughs> I had to go and rent them from my school library. And I couldn't find it because it wasn't in the Dewey Decimal System. It was in some other order. And I was like, what the heck did I learn the Dewey Decimal System for then? <laughs> um, so I couldn't find it. So I, like, a uh, worker was like, oh, do you need help funding something? And I was like, um, Stephanie Meyer. And then the, the person who was helping was like, oh, is that the Twilight author? It's in the children's section. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, excuse? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so I just, you know, would get my books from there. And now I'm reading Midnight Sun. It came out like two or three years ago. And it's the first book, but from Edward's perspective, which I really like. I, I, you know, I didn't want Twilight to end. I wanted to keep reading. And so I I was nice. It's nice to like go back to those things and see what Edward was thinking. And I think it's really cool because it was written so it's, it was written 15 years after the original book was published. And like the author had to use the same like um, speaking text. And so she like had to write what he was thinking, what Edward was thinking around this text. And like, it also probably made him seem less creepy or less demanding because he comes out he comes across very demanding but then she like uses his thoughts between what he spoke to Bella as like a way to be like oh like oh I didn't mean to say it. I should have said it like this or kind of like whatever but I think it's very good you learn more about him which is cool so like that yeah cool next is podcasts anything new uh, Tori I don't really think I listen to many new podcasts, but I did start one that is a newer podcast um, called Fantasy Fangirls. They just like did a whole deep dive on Fourth Wing, and now they're doing Iron Flame. And then in the new year, they're going to go into the Sarah J. Mass universe. But it's two sisters, and it's well edited, which is hard to come by with a lot of the like book review podcasts. A lot of them are just like not that great. <laughs> um, like us. Exactly. Exactly. So theirs is like really well put together and um very well thought out and points out a lot of really good details and connects a lot of things in the book that makes you just like makes the experience that much bigger when you realize all the like not like Easter eggs, but just like details that you may have missed or, yeah. We'll have to do like, a, once I finish Iron Flame, or once Serena reads the books, we'll have to do like a theories talk. Okay, so that was your second one, right? Um. Okay. She just said the one. Well, I mean, this, I'm just gonna, before I get into the two I like got really into this year, I just want to say, I started a book podcast. Clearly, Tori has not listened to it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, because it's about a very specific book series. Oh, well, yeah, I haven't read those books. I should have brought them down for Christmas. <laughs> but my know. book podcast is Hyperion Hype Club. So I review Disney Hyperion books. And so far, I have the first two Kingdom Keepers books out. And I'm about to start recording for the third book. But yeah, read along with me. And it's kind of Fantasy Fangirls is the first book podcast I've listened to that kind of structures layers like I do, like covers a group of chapters at a time and like gives a quick review at first and then kind of goes into little different deep dive sections. So when I listened to that, I was like, oh, that's like, I like the way they structure this, obviously. Um, so yeah, Hyperion Hype Club, check it out. And there's also some reviews, like usually under 10 minute reviews of books like Kingdom Keepers Inheritance and then a shorts version of that as well. That would be like a one minute max. So I recommend that. Other than that, my two podcasts I got really into this year. Um, the first was Fun and Gains, which is done by Brittany Lupton. It mostly focuses on like working out, but there are some other topics that she might get to into in certain episodes. Like she had an ectopic preg- pregnancy a few months ago, so she like had an episode talking about that. But yeah, it's like I find it very motivating, and I like to listen to it on my way to tumbling to kind of like get me in the right mindset for it and everything. So I just really like it. I think it's a really nice, like fitnessy kind of podcast. And then my other podcast, Life Below the Surface, a Georgia Aquarium podcast. (laughs) So you get like a behind the scenes look at different departments within Georgia Aquarium. And I think it was really neat. And I enjoyed listening to it before I started working there. Serena. This, I've been listening to kind of the same ones, but this is a new podcast that was started by the YouTuber I mentioned, Samantha Joe, and her best friend, Andrew TMI. Uh, It's called Famished. It's like famished, but fame-ished. But it's, it's just very entertaining. They're just entertaining people. It's, you know, comedy, but mostly just like them talking and like bickering um, with each other, which is very fun. Um, also, I forgot to mention another YouTuber. I'm an ASMR girl. And so one of my favorite ASM artists, that's what they're called, is Ocean ASMR. Her name is literally Ocean. She lives in Canada, though, so I don't get it. <laughs> but I I really like her ASMR. And she's like a very cute person. And she just posted a bloopers reel from this year. <laughs> it's just really funny. And in one of her videos I was watching, like, it was just, you know, a regular ASMR video. And then she, like, burped and she forgot to edit it out. It was, like, this is so scary. Like, I was, and then I went to the comments and everyone was like, oh, OMG, the burp. The burp. And she, like, replied to comments and was like, oh, sorry. And she hasn't edited it out. She kept it. She was like, whatever. Um, but I thought that was very funny. And I also recorded an ASMR video last night Ooh. that I have to edit and post. I wasn't talking, though. It's just like tapping, basically, because I have these nails. <laughs> My thumbnail came off, but yeah. 
What was your guys' favorite episode of ours this year? We didn't do that many. <laughs> <laughs> we did not. I um, guess um our bachelorette debrief because then I found out like how you guys pulled off everything for the weekend, so that was cool. Mine was a marvelous talk with dad. Yeah, our ranking. I just yeah. pulled out our parents on the podcast with us. <laughs> I think I liked holiday plot or not. That's what I can think of. Because it was quick. It was a game. It was funny. Kevin and dad were there. It's good. Okay, the next thing, food. Tori. For me this year, I will say not the food I ate, but I got new pots and pans this year <laughs> to cook on by mm-hmm. Carote, which is a company that was popular on Amazon. And they are made with granite, so you can mm. kind of cook on them like cast iron, but they are lighter and you don't have to like season them and like not clean them and stuff like cast iron. So um, I really like them. I feel like my food turns out way better now. I don't burn things as much and stuff doesn't stick to the positive pans as much. So it's been kind of life changing. And then... I don't know that I really tried new restaurants this year. Like, I mean, I did, but, like, nothing that's crazy. Like, oh, my God. Soto's good. Soto is a pizza place. Detroit pizza. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Trader Joe's, the soup dumplings, amazing. (laughs) And I went through a phase of splurging on, like, the fresh pesto at stores rather than like the jarred pesto but like Mm -hmm. from the refrigerator section and just making sandwiches with it and like oh my god I actually ate sandwiches and fresh Mm -hmm. veggies on them and like I just splurged but like it was like splurging on that but then simplifying your meals you know like Mm -hmm. it just tasted so good so highly recommend making some caprese sandwiches with a good fresh pesto at the store if you can't make it yourself or you don't want to. Okay. I got really into mangoes this year. Before they were <laughs> where I was like, I'd rather have something else. I don't know if I want to try the mango. But no, they're delicious. If you've been holding out, give them another shot. Oh my gosh. Mm. <laughs> Mm, so good and then one of my favorite youtubers caitlin shoemaker she has a food blog called from my bowl the snickerdoodles on there i've made them so many times because every time i make them and like bring them into work or something people are like these are the best cookies i've ever had if not like one of the best and like like everyone's asking for the recipe and stuff I brought some down for Christmas cookies, so I left a couple at mom and dad's house, and I know Tori took a couple home, but they're so good, and they'll still be, like, so soft and moist after, like, a week. Ugh, just 10 out of 10. Food for me. I discovered something this year that I've known about, and one could say has been around for thousands of years, and that is Greek yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> it has not been a good food year for me 
nothing stands out. None of the food in my town is very good. Like it's it hasn't been a great food year. And like all of my favorite go-tos aren't hitting it aren't hitting the spot anymore. I had to find a a high protein but yummy breakfast thing that could be quick. And then so Greek yogurt with blueberries, honey, chocolate chips is perfect. So yes, Greek yogurt. And then I also started making my own Dole Whip, pineapple Dole Whip. That's, you know, a Disney World classic, but you can make it really easily at home. I literally just buy a can of pineapple chunks and coconut milk, vanilla ice cream, and you freeze the pineapple chunks, separate them from the juice, and then it just takes the juice, the chunks, and the ice cream. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Got a delicious Dole Whip. Delicious. Okay. Beauty. Go, Tori. This year, I, earlier in the year, decided to do, like, an overhaul of my skincare routine because, well, I didn't really have one. I mean, I had, like, face wash for in the shower and mornings, and that was it. So I was like, we're going to do this routine. We're going to wash our face in the morning and at night especially after the gym so i wanted to do like i don't know sort of like non-toxic skincare but without having to spend like an arm and a leg and so i found the brand coco kind which is at target and it's like i guess the most clean brand that target carries for skincare and everything is pretty much like I don't know, $25 and under um, in their line, which is pretty good. And everything like vegan, cruelty-free. So I have tried a couple of their face washes, still kind of trying them to see which one I like the best. But their serums I really like. And again, like you can have the serum without breaking the bank. I especially like the Glow Serum. And their moisturizer I like. So I've kind of been using all of their stuff. And I was really good at about it for a while. And I really did notice a big, a huge difference. I mean, I'm lucky in that my face is not like, I don't like break out that much to begin with. I don't think any of us really do. I definitely notice noticed a difference, especially in like the texture of my face um, for the better. So I really have liked that and like using the serum and moisturizing more and just being good about it all oh and I also started using the hair masks by Function of Beauty but I started using that once a week and it has definitely helped my hair Um, I tend to get sort of like eczema type stuff like right up in the crown of my head like right at the front Mm. and just once a week like putting the hair mask like specifically on that area like in addition to like my ends and stuff uh, has made a huge difference my first thing is the elf holy hydration face cream with broad spectrum spf 30 sunscreen this feels luxurious it feels amazing to put on my skin obviously the broad, broad spectrum sunscreen and it, like, specifies the amount of sunscreen. So I use it every morning. And then the second thing isn't a product. I was watching one of my other all-time favorite YouTubers, Amy Lynn Sattler. 
do like a chit chat, get ready with me thing. And so she was like doing her makeup and stuff. And like dad walks in and he sits down and starts watching it too. And then she she takes an eyelash curler and she starts curling her lashes. And dad's like, oh my God, what is she doing? <laughs> he's like, that looks like it's so painful. And then mom and I are like, we do that too. And he's like, what? What? Yourselves. <laughs> that moment just really. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's funny. I'm eyelash curlers freak me out. I don't use them. I'm like, I don't need to lose my eyelashes again. <laughs> I didn't lose them from an eyelash curler. I lost them because of me. But yeah, yeah they yeah. freak me out. I don't use them. They scare me. All right. What are your two beauty things, Serena? Well, one thing mom just brought in when she brought in Tazzy was uh, a face razor, which, because, you know, got little mustaches, got dark hair. And um, I used to bleach, like, the my hair. Tazzy, just, just stay. I used to bleach, like, my little mustache. That's so much work. And, like, the kit would always not go bad, but, like, some of the ingredients would become less active, like, if it took you a while to use them. Um, So, you know, you would waste 15 bucks and only get, like, two uses out of it, even though there was more of other products. So I was like, forget it. I'm just going to start shaving those things. So these are little little razors for your face they're for more dermaplaning i don't shave my whole face that's too much i i hear it's good for you but there's a lot of things that could go wrong so i don't even want to bother but dermaplaning do you have a specific brand you like to use for that um this is just something mom gave me i was getting one from target that you can just get replaceable heads Rather than buying the whole stick, mm-hmm. you can just buy one stick and then get a bunch of different heads. So I guess I would recommend that. Oh, I also forgot to mention for food, Sun Gold Kiwis. This is not your regular kiwi. This is a Sun Gold Kiwi. They're incredible. <laughs> they, I am a kiwi hater. And these kiwis are incredible. Thank you to my friend Tabitha for introducing me to them. When she picked them out at the grocery store when we were in Seattle, I was like, I really don't want to buy these kiwis that I'm not going to eat. And then I ended up eating all of them. <laughs> they were delicious. Ugh, they were so potassium. good. Great. Oh, okay. And then for beauty, I started using like a brown eyeliner just to give me like a little wing and then brown mascara. Because sometimes black mascara is, like, too dark. But I started using a brown mascara because, you know, brown hair, brown eyebrows, whatever. It just, it, it's a little softer. But yeah. still, like, it just still does something. Cool. All right, Tori, things you did or experiences or whatever. Uh, I'm talking about, like, bending off at this cool place or whatever. Or this trip. I didn't do any of that. So I had a bachelorette in St. Augustine, and so we did like a goat club crawl. Do you have your microphone, Tori? Okay, well, I guess I'll go on to mine. I went on two, my first two solo trips this year, and one of them- We know, we know. 
Whatever. You don't have to go into detail. You already had a whole episode. I know I won't, Tori. You're the one who's been going into detail so much. Both of you have been. Okay. Well, Tori more so. Anyway. You asked me, too. I I haven't even said where I went. We know where you went. Okay. Well, not everyone (laughs) does. Okay. I went to Guatemala. We have an episode that's been split into two parts on that. So you can scroll back to hear about my solo trip to Guatemala. And then I also... Went on the VIP tour at Disney World. That was dope. That was cool. I don't think it's really necessary um, unless you, like, have the means and you only go to the parks every five to ten years or something. Because, like, especially ten years, the parks can change so much. So if you have the money to do it, sure, go ahead. But it was still a cool experience, a Disney adult bucket list thing to check off. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And thank you to some of our family out in Oregon who made it happen. Okay, Serena. Well, I went to the Eras tour. <laughs> I'm very, very lucky and grateful for that experience. And that's all I got. Okay, any big life events, Tori? I know you have at least one. Uh, many. Uh, we bought a house. We renovated a house. Uh, we sadly lost a dog, which was sudden and unexpected because the dog was young so it was kind of a major thing for me and then had a bachelorette party had a bridal shower and i've been planning a wedding so it's been quite a fucking year i got a job it's part-time but it's permanent but hopefully i get full-time soon but yeah i'm an aquarist i love it serena I don't know. It's like the same. I'm in school (laughs) and it is what it is. I guess I have a fellowship for the spring, so I don't need to TA Uh and I get paid a lot more. So that will be nice. It's it's a NASA fellowship. Space, (laughs) space girl. Um, not really. I think I was just like the only one who applied. That was probably a woman. <laughs> uh, in Montana, it's Montana specific. Cool pop culture moment. Taylor Swift in the Eras tour. Okay, but how about something we haven't brought up? In a Barbie okay, summer. okay, okay. No, no. The pop culture moment. The pop culture moment of the Eras tour is like every video about problems that happened in the tour. Like, just, like, little things or whatever. And it was called the Errors Tour. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just, like, little things. But they all, like, went viral in their own way. Like, when she was, like, yelling at a security guard to get him to stop, like, messing Mm -hmm. with some people who weren't really doing anything. Like, like people remixed. Because she was singing. Oh, what song was she singing? She was singing Bad Blood. So, like, she's yelling at him and then singing Bad Blood. And then yelling at him and then singing Bad Blood. So people, like, remixed that song a lot. And it's very funny. Just, like, the whole culture of, like, watching the TikTok live streams. And, Mm. like, or waking up in the morning to see which surprise song she did. It was just a whole Mm. fun thing. Mm. And then, like, topping it all off with dating Travis Kelsey and, like, mm-hmm. having all this, like, football craze and, like, not that I, like, participated, but it's just been fun to, like, have her be more, like, present in mm-hmm. society. I had a few 
But I think I, the one I have to mention is that this year was the Walt Disney's company, the Walt Disney Company's 100th anniversary. And they commemorated it with like Once Upon a Shore and stuff, which is beautiful. It's the craft. <laughs> but yeah, that was the top pop culture moment for me. Um, I like I mentioned Sabrina Carpenter earlier. Um, and so she's been touring like this whole year, it seems like. And so for one of her songs, Nonsense, which is a very popular song, she changes the outro to it at each concert. Oh, Tassie's crying. Um, and so just watching the videos of her different outros are very it's very good. It's very entertaining. Nice. It's just like adds to the list of like mm-hmm. post eras tour content update <laughs> yeah 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 because she's on tour with taylor wow. crazy this year went so fast like just the fact that it felt like i feel like i didn't do anything it felt like a really long year for me because like i started out in one position and then i went to an internship guess, yeah. now i'm at a new job mm-hmm. and i was like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. let us know your favorite things of 2023 uh, let me know what skincare I should be using. And... <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll see you in the new year. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's Long Distance Sisters. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes and leave a good review. And check out the video version on our YouTube channel. You can find all of our other social media information in the description. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.